The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I think that's where a lot of men and women kind of come into issues where they don't reach their full potential is they never look at their weaknesses and then try to build skill sets around those weaknesses. They always just continue to work on their strengths. And when you work on your strengths consistently, what's going to end up happening is those strengths will end up eventually being your weaknesses. And so my goal is to always be very strong in the skills that I've been blessed with, but then also continually try to improve at the best possible amount that I can of the skills that I haven't been blessed with. My name is Johnny Elsasser, and I'm a former Special Operations U.S. Army Ranger and Tactical Commander to the U.S. Ambassador's Protective Detail. I have seen the struggle even the most hardened men have faced when they combat their inner demons, and I am here to shine a light on those struggles to show that no man is exempt from adversity and internal pain. Men from all walks of life share their stories of hardship, darkness, and perseverance so that every man knows that whatever he is going through, he is not alone. Evolution for men begins now. This is a Soul Fire production. Hey everyone, today's episode is with Nick Langer. He is a gym owner of Iron Heaven Gym with three locations that started in 2017. He's a head coach and owner of BR Physiques. He's got five coaches underneath him in his organization who he's been personally coaching since 2010. He's owner of Rexius Nutrition, which is a brick and mortar supplement store and co-owner of VH1 Supplements. He has a BS in biology pre-med, precision nutrition certified level one and two, certified functional health coach, certified personal trainer, prior collegiate football player, and is current nationally competitive NPC bodybuilder. I mean, this guy breaks the mold and it is such a fun conversation because he's such a great human being. But one of the biggest things I took from this and that I truly loved was how he described competitiveness. And I think it gets a lot of misconceptions today in society, especially around masculinity. And when you listen to how Nick talks about how he is competitive with himself, not necessarily everybody on stage, not necessarily with all the people in the industry, but literally with himself, you get a different picture of what it means to be competitive and how we can look at it in a healthy way to improve our lives and to help us thrive and to help us become elite. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Nick is an absolutely amazing human being, and you are going to learn a lot from this. There, uh, There's a lot of nuances in the conversation that I hope you guys pay attention to and gain for your life when you listen to him speak and how he has approached everything that he's taken on in his life. So really fun episode. Enjoy it, guys, and I'll see you all around the corner. All right, everyone. Welcome back to The Art of Masculinity. We have my man, Nick Langer, on today. And bro, it has been... One, it's been amazing uh, getting to actually meet you. We met at the NCI conference in Arizona and just learning about you there. Like, I wanted to sit and hang out with you for so much longer. And it's like, we didn't get that opportunity. But uh, we were able to connect and get you on the show. And I'm just excited, bro. You're an amazing human. Uh, really excited to have you on. How are you doing this morning? 
Good man. It's uh, you know, we got we got a couple hours in the in the beautiful Florida sun yesterday, so um, I can't complain, man. I'm I'm in a in a beautiful place with my family, so um, you know, always always happy, and uh, you know, not a single day goes by that I'm not uh, don't feel like I've been blessed. So um, you know, it's uh, it's all good, man. You know, I think it's it's interesting. I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I'm like, you know, the there are times where everything feels overwhelming just with what's going on in, in life. And, uh, I, it does, there's a lot of time that I have to kind of step back and just be thankful for the fact that I do have the pressure on me at, at those times. Cause it's one of those things where I understand that it's a privilege to be able to be in the position that I'm in, in a lot of the things that I do in my life. So, um, you know, I always wake up grateful. I always wake up, um, thankful that I have another day, uh, to be able to actually like impact others' lives and, and make some major change. So, yeah. Dude, it's powerful, man. It, it really is to be in the position. We were just talking about this before we started, but to be in the position we're in to enjoy life the way that we do, it's like, God, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't, I can't believe I lived any other way at this point. Like, it's kind of weird, right? <laughs> yep. A thousand percent, man. But um, for anybody that bypassed the intro, like what Nick's talking about is Nick ha- has uh, three gyms <laughs> with coaches underneath him. He's got a brick and mortar uh, supplement company, which in and of itself is insane uh, to probably manage, uh, which actually I, he sent me some of his supplements and, and we'll talk about that later. But amazing, by the way, you did a great job. And then he also is a current uh, NPC bodybuilder, which in and of itself is competitor, which in and of itself is a huge thing. I mean, I literally, I don't, then you got what, two kids, your wife, I don't know where do you find time? Do you just try to like steal it from other people? Do you try to see? How you can... <laughs> I don't even know where you get all this time, bro, to be honest. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, the more that I get further along in this journey of what I would say business and life in general, it's, it's honestly just the fact that the amount of team that I'm building around me, right? It's the delegation, the amount of people that I've built around me that have helped me to get to where I'm at and continue to help me go in the right direction. And you know, the time that I spend now uh, is sp- spent on, you know, building the businesses from the outside in. Um, and, you know, those that's where, where you kind of make that transition that a lot of people haven't made is, you know, a lot of people are still working always inside their business and they're, and they're grinding hours and hours. And don't get me wrong, I'm still grinding hours and hours, but yeah. it's just in a different manner. Um, and the only way to build something that's bigger than yourself and build something that can be sustainable without you in it literally every minute of every day is by actually making sure that you have those people around you. So I'm blessed to have the team of individuals that work with me, uh, the business partners that I have, the th- the people that I work with day in, day out. Those are the people that help me. And that's the reason why I've been able to you know build what I've been able to build. And uh, in all, all honesty, it's crazy to me because I'm looking at it and I'm going, I've got so much more to go. And I've got yeah. so many more people to impact. And what we've done so far has been cool. Uh, but I also know that the vision of where we're going is is just getting started. So uh, yeah, man. It, I Again, you know, each and every day, I'm thankful for the amount of time that I'm given um, on this earth and the amount of time that I'm given to give back to other people. And, you know, I'm just trying to take advantage of everything that I possibly can. Uh, for what I've been blessed with in my life and, and the people that have been brought into my life. So, well, what's amazing is like, I love that sentiment, but at the same time, I'm like, Nick, bro, take a look in the mirror. You're the guy that drew these people in. 
Like literally, these people are in your life right now because of who you are. Granted, they're huge, huge assets to you and they have helped you to thrive, but you brought them in with who you are, just like how we connected at NCI. Just like, I mean, you can just see you you bring good people to you because you have that energy, but also because you you have a lot of, which we're going to get into here in a second, is a lot of deep, deep knowledge and education and you can talk on very intellectually on a lot of subjects, which if people looked at you, that's not the first thing they're going to think. And (laughs) that's not an insult either. This is not. (laughs) And, (laughs) and, uh, and for you to be able to do that, you're going to gravitate. Like people are going to have a huge amount of respect for you. That's why I have a lot of respect for you as well. Um, but that's really cool. Like you, you have, it's, I love the mindset that you have around it. And then I also want to say, Nick, Look at who you are, bro. Like you bring these people to you. So that's freaking, it's cool. I, I'm excited to see where you go, but let's, let's take a step back for a second. So we've talked about kind of where you are right now, but really what even started you on this trajectory? Like what even got you to want to do bodybuilding, especially to the level that you do it? Cause you're not like just, you know, doing it on the weekends. And what got you to even want to be an entrepreneur, bro? Cause like as a man, both those things are very challenging and also, take a lot of dedication. Yeah. You know, so I fell in love with bodybuilding after I got out of collegiate sports. Um, I had, I had actually, um, gotten a touch of bodybuilding in between, uh, a little bit of downtime that I took when I had an injury playing football. Um, and you know, it kind of just, it, it sparked a fuel in me that was like amazing. Hold on, hold on, right? hold, on so, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Hold on. You got into <laughs> bodybuilding while you were injured for football. I just want everybody to yeah. know what Nick just said right now. Okay. All right. Keep going. All right. So, I mean, but you can tell that there's a competitive nature in me, right? So, I mean, obviously that's, that's what's going on here. Um, and, uh, you know, what had happened is I was, it was my, uh, senior year of high school. I actually had a, uh, was playing, um, linebacker, filled a hole and had a subdural hematoma, had a brain bleed. I actually didn't find out until, uh, until the following Monday after the game, uh, that it had happened. So, um, and that, uh, that took me out of the, obviously out of football. And so at that point in time, I'd always been a guy that loved lifting. I, it's just something that I always enjoyed. Um, and you know, when everybody else was like kind of half-assing it in the weight room, uh, for football, I was the one that was like going after it. Right. And it was just something that I've always kind of fell in love with. And I was, I was that like typical high schooler picking up in my, in my time, the muscle and fitness magazines and the muscular development oh, magazines yeah. and you know, all these, all these, um, old school, uh, you know, actual magazines with, with guys on the cover of it and, and, you know, picking out workouts inside of there and, and, and doing that kind of idea. Right. And so, you know, I was doing that on top of football when I was younger and I've always had this like drive to work really hard. And, and it's funny because my dad actually, uh, there was a, we did a, a docu-series when I did, uh, North Americans a few years back. And my dad actually was interviewed by the guy who was doing it. And my, and he goes, you know, so what, what makes Nick, you know, special, blah, blah, whatever else. Cause you know, obviously he's, he's not mentally right. And my dad was just like, my dad goes, listen, Nick's always been an individual that, uh, was never, was never genetically or like naturally a gifted individual, but he would work his ass off no matter what. And that's what he's always been. He's a hardworking individual and that's how he is. Right. And so I've always had that ingrained in me. It's just something that's been in my head. Um, whether that's a chip on my shoulder or whatever it might be, uh, there's something that's always been inside of me that's kind of just driven me to go further and farther and harder um, at all times. And so I think that's something that's kind of really played into my life in general. 
Uh, and so, you know, had that brain, brain injury and then went into bodybuilding. Uh, and uh, it, it was actually funny because I was kind of teeter-tottering between bodybuilding and powerlifting at that time. And uh, I, was powerlifting at, I was powerlifting at a gym called Big Iron Gym with Rick Hussey back in the day, which is one of the biggest, uh, well, most well-known iron, uh, powerlifting gyms that was actually based out of Omaha, Nebraska. And I, I had the pleasure of being around some of the, you know, the best lifters of all time inside of that gym. And it really just kind of like changed the way that I looked at things. And, you know, so I was lifting there and I was lifting there at 18, whatever it was, 16, 17, 18, whatever it was. And, you know, seeing these monsters lifting and they threw me under a bench and put, put this, you know, suit on me, this, this bench suit on me and threw like, I don't remember, five or 600 pounds on me or something like that at, at some young age. And, um, uh, and you know, it was just crazy. And again, like I, I had just kind of gotten a bug for just wanting to be, you know, be the best and, and being around those individuals really kind of showed me what, what possibilities that, that the body could actually get pushed to that you don't normally see. Like, you know, that was, that was the standard I was seeing. That was what I was being put around. And I was like, okay. Um, and it just so happened that I was, uh, working out at a, at a separate gym pre and then all of a sudden a, a, a coach came up to me and said, Hey, you know, you should get yourself into bodybuilding. And I was like, I, I have no idea what that is, but can you tell me what I can, like, what can I learn from it? And he showed me. And so we did my first prep. That was back in 2010. I went from 260 pounds down to 176 pounds in about 16 weeks. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, it was pretty, it was gnarly. Um, and so that's when, you know, and at that point in time I was, I was in school and it was in college at that point in time, just my freshman year of college. I was working to, uh, working a, uh, landscaping job slash boat dog, boat lift job slash, um, personal training and all sorts of stuff. Right. So I've always been a very, again, hard worker. Um, and so I always laugh cause you know, a lot of my guys will be like, Oh, well this is so hard. And I'm like, I, I, I don't want to hear it. I've done a 16 week prep where I've done, you know, two hours of cardio on top of working outside in, in the heat, all sorts of stuff. Damn. So, and, uh, so anyways, that was my first exposure to bodybuilding. And I think, you know, because I got to see an extreme of what I could do, I also learned a lot about myself in that. And that's honestly what made me fall in love with bodybuilding more than anything else is the mental journey I go through. Um, and I tell the competitors that I work with all the time, I'm like, listen, the standing on stage is cool, you know, flexing and winning and all that is great. But it's honestly, for me, the process of getting to stage that I enjoy more than anything else. It's that process of like mentally pushing myself beyond what I've ever thought possible that I always find very, very fulfilling for me and has always been kind of like an underlining aspect for me. So, so yeah, so we went to bodybuilding uh, and then I went back to college football for a little while until I had a second brain bleed playing college football and then came back Jesus, to bodybuilding. Jesus, Nick. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's been kind of a, it's been kind of a, a fun path uh, as far as life has gone, as far as that goes. Um, and. Uh, and yeah, man. So from there, you know, went back into bodybuilding. Um, and then I would honestly had probably my best year bodybuilding wise, uh, last year where I won an overall down in Texas at the Adela Garcia, then won the overall at junior nationals and at Chattanooga in, in Tennessee. And then, um, ended up going to USA's and placed dead last because I got COVID 10 days out and thought it was a good idea to pull myself all the way down to a light heavyweight and looked like absolute oh, wow. shit. So yeah. yeah, but that's part of the that's game. Depletion. So, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, and yeah, man, but again, it was, that was one of those circumstances where I've learned a lesson about myself that, 
I am also very, very stubborn in my ways and many times. And when I, when I don't pay attention to a lot of the outside sources, um, I'll do what I believe is always correct. And as most entrepreneurs or most individuals, you're going to find out that it's going to probably bite you in your ass sometimes when you do things on your own accord. Um, yeah. and you know, that was a lesson, lesson that I learned. So yeah, man, that's kind of like a quick summation of how that all went. I just really hope people are listening to what you're saying right now. Cause there's so many lessons in your story. I'm like trying to, I have so many questions because I'm like, I have so many lessons to give guys. And I was like, I only have so much time, but this is like, it's amazing because the fact there's so much that you went through. And if people are really listening to the nuanced language that you're talking about, it's that you were focused on yourself and you were just focused on doing what Nick wanted to do. And you didn't allow things to come and deter you and knock you off that horse. And that's where I think a lot of people fail because the outside world just gets to them so much. And you're like, oh, bro, like I did this, learn from it, then did that, then did this and just kept pushing. And like that to me is very special. But one of the things I wanted to ask, because I have two really good questions, or I believe are really good questions. I personally want to know. The first was after your, uh, after the football stuff. So you went back to it. So obviously, like after you had that, which th- that type of brain injury is, is like no joke. Like for people that don't know, like a hematoma on the brain is like no joke. That can cause a lot of problems and potentially death. But you went back to it. So obviously, there was a strong tie to football. When you got that first injury, did you experience some form of struggle within yourself of like validating who you were? Or was it because bodybuilding showed up, you kind of were able to almost move through that really fast or bypass it? Yeah. So, you know, the first time that that happened, I did kind of go through a little bit of like an identity shift. Uh, and, and I, I've always kind of thought about this and, and kind of thought about, you know, as my life has progressed and as I've kind of, kind of gotten older, I, I kind of retrospectively look back and, um, you know, it was one of those things where I think bodybuilding, it was, it was meant to be at that point in time. There was, I was looking for another outlet. I was searching for something that I could compete in and it just kind of fell into my plate. And, you know, at that point in time, after I had, had had that injury, it was an aspect of kind of just looking at things and going, well, you know, my whole entire life, I've been an, an athlete. I've been either a, a football player or baseball player or wrestler or whatever. Um, and so now I was trying to kind of find a different athletic output that also didn't involve me, you know, causing head trauma. And so it was one of those things of, uh, you know, uh, powerlifting seemed a little bit risky only because of the fact that I'd be lifting, you know, thousands of pounds and be, you know, putting a lot of pressure on my brain. And so I looked at it as, okay, well, I could probably do bodybuilding. I think that's a, it's a, it's something that intrigued me only because of the fact it pushed my limits and it was something that I really wanted to understand more about myself and kind of how far I can push myself and how far I can change the body and, and mold the body and mold my mind in the process. And so it just kind of fell into my lap and, and I really kind of just made the transition into it. But what had happened was after I competed is when I had another kind of mental shift. And I think a lot of people can relate to this is if you've ever done a competition, the first time you do one, you're, you're, you're jacked about it, right? You're like, okay, this is gonna be the coolest thing I've ever done, blah, blah, blah. And you know, you go through the process and you get crazy shredded out of your mind. You've never looked like that before. And then you get off the stage and you're like, okay, now what? Right? Like there's this like emptiness where you're like, okay, what, what's next? And at that point in time, I kind of made this like mental shift and I was like, well, you know, I'm, what is there left to do, right? Aside from, you know, obviously continue to progress up the ladder in, in bodybuilding. 
And uh, it just so happened that at that point in time, I got done with that show and I was hanging out at a, at a, uh, at a, at a party actually at that point in time. And uh, one of my friends that I was partying with, I was like, Hey man, you know, I'm going back to play for blah, 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 whatever this small NAIA school. And uh, you know, I've been about a year, year and a half since I had played at that point in time. And he's like, you know, you should come out and, and, and try out for the team. So anyways, you know, I might have been a little bit intoxicated at that time. And I emailed the coach at that point in time and oh, said, shit. Hey, here's my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I said, Hey, my name is Nick Langer. And, uh, you know, again, you know, this, this want to be a athlete was always in my head. And I had always told myself in my own mind, I had always told myself I would never give up on something unless I was physically incapable of doing it. I was literally not able to do it anymore. Right. And so when it came to football, uh, after that first injury, the doctor had told me, Hey, you know, there's really no chance. Cause I had actually, I was actually supposed to go play in the, I don't know what it was called, the Hawaiian whatever bowl or whatever for like all-star athletes of the, of that. Oh, whatever. Wow. So I was like one of the, one of the top guys for, um, linebacker, uh, in high school. And so I was, I was actually supposed to go play there that, that summer. And, you know, I, I had asked, I had asked the doctor at that time, I was like, Hey, can I go play in this, in this game? And at that point in time, you know, it was like five, four months away. He's like, no, there's no way in hell. He's like, but you could, you're fine to actually play a contact sport the rest of your life. If you wanted to, you took, you technically don't have any higher risk, any higher risk than anybody else. And so that had always kind of stuck in the back of my head. And so when, uh, when this happened, I sent the email and I was like, Hey, uh, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to come out and try out and see if I can play for you guys. And the coach actually emailed me back and he's like, Hey, I'll meet you on Monday in my office. I already remember you from high school. I'll give you a half tuition scholarship to come and play for us. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and that's what got me back into football, uh, and away from bodybuilding at that point in time, I went back and I, I played. And then again on the, I think it was like the seventh game in, I ended up having another brain bleed, um, which shifted me back. And that's what brought me back to bodybuilding. And honestly, it's the competitive nature in me that's allowed me to stay inside of this because of the fact that. I just like competing with myself over and over again yes. and like continually yes. seeing what I can do with myself. Not so much like competing with others because one lesson you learn in bodybuilding is there is always going to be somebody that's better than you out there. There's always going to be somebody more genetically gifted. It, it just is what it is. Like bodybuilding is a game of genetics. And so, you know, it's genetics plus hard work. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I understand that I'm not going to ever be the most genetically blessed individual. And I'm okay with that. One of my, one of my mentors and one of my people that I always looked up to was John Meadows. And John Meadows had the same mentality. One of those things where he's like, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to be, you know, an Arnold or have a pretty body type, but I'll work my ass off and I'll outwork every other person to make it so that I can stand on that stage and be proud of what I'm bringing. And that's literally all that comes down to for me as well. Dude, that is so powerful. And I, I think that, you know, this is this is something that becomes a big conversation around masculinity is competitiveness. And I'm like, you no, know, pump the brakes. Like competitiveness is super great when we leverage it correctly, right? And like, yeah, there's people who abuse it and becomes very, very uh it becomes very deteriorating to their relationships and to their mindset, right? But there's people like you and a lot of men like you um who look at competition as like, no, I'm not competing with everybody else. I'm literally competing with Nick Langer every single day. And yep. like that guy, he and I are going like fisticuffs every day at each other. And that's who I'm competing with. And I love that you brought that out because you are at such a high level. I mean, you're in that elite level of bodybuilding 
to be as high as you are competing. And it's like, that's no joke. And so I also, I love the competition piece. And then I also love the fact that like you have embodied this level of eliteness through grit and understanding that I am just competing through myself. And, and that's something that I think people miss. Like I talk about being elite all the time. And I'm like, listen, it, being elite isn't handed to people. It's, it's literally trained. And it's trained because you just need to be persistent and put the work in. And then also be like you, where I'm like, no, I'm not competing with anybody else. I'm literally just competing with me every day. So one of the things um, I wanted to dive into as well with this, because you're, you're, you've already led us there, and I love this, this conversation, is when we look at competition with ourselves, what does that look like for you every day? Like, what is that? Are you trying to be better than you were yesterday? Or are you looking at like in four weeks, like this is my goal to be better than like this level that I'm at here? Like, what does that look like for you every day? Yeah. So, you know, this is a few things to touch on here. Um, number one, you know, I like, I like the idea that you brought up and that, and that is that, you know, everything that I've created, everything that I'm doing is, is a skill that has been built. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of people miss these things. They're like, oh, well, it's ingrained in you. It's, it's part of you. Well, no, yeah. you know, it's not right. Like uh, it's, it's a skill that's been honed over time. And so my goal every single day, and the reason why I bring that up is I'm, my goal is to consistently improve the skill set that I'm creating. And that skill set shifts over time depending upon the goals that I have. So like right now, my skill set and, and the things that I'm trying to improve on are uh, a few things. Number one, always, always physical, mental, um, self-discipline. Those are things that I always consistently try to improve and, and consistently execute on. Um, and I don't think, I think that's a lifelong journey. I think that's something that you're always going to get better at. And then number two is, is leadership. And that's one that I'm really focusing in on right now is trying to understand how to build the skill set of a leader and become a better leader and a better organizer and a better, um, a better individual for that front. Because I'm a very good individual when it comes down to um, analyzing and, and giving feedback, but I'm not a very good person when it comes down to feelings and emotions and, and working with individuals that have those. Uh, and so... Uh, so it's one of those aspects that I understand as a leader, I have to get better about that. I have to get better about the skill set that I'm that I'm, I'm I'm poor in. And like I think that's where a lot of men and women kind of come into issues where they don't um, reach their full potential is they never look at their weaknesses and then try to build skill sets around those weaknesses. They always just continue to work on their strengths. And when you work on your strengths consistently, what's going to end up happening is those strengths will end up eventually being your weaknesses. And so my goal is to, to, you know, always be a, a very strength, very strong in, in the skills that I've been blessed with, but then also continually try to improve at, at the best possible amount that I can of the skills that I haven't been blessed with. And I think that's where, you know, consistently what I'm trying to do each and every day is to try to improve that. That is what I'm trying to improve on and then keep my baseline of what I'm good at to continually, slowly, and, and, and kind of incrementally getting better and more consistent rather than getting necessarily better at it. I want to be more consistent at it. And that's where it comes down to for me um, is because, you know, I, I can, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. Like for me, waking up at four in the morning isn't hard. For me, going to the gym isn't hard. For me, eating right isn't hard. For me, drinking water isn't hard. So like a lot of the baseline things that a lot of people don't eat, like, 
have a hard time with, those aren't hard for me. And so those are skills that I've built over time, over years of grinding and, and making it just a part of my life. And now it's one of those things where it's like, okay, those are already set in place and I'm going to continue keeping on those skills because those skills have gotten me to where I am, but what can get me to where I want to be? And that's what I continually try to think about daily is what, what skills am I missing and, and what skills can I improve on? And, and honestly, like trips like this with my family also makes me realize like there's things that I also want to be better about when it comes to being a dad, when it comes to being, you know, a spouse. And so, you know, I look at those things and, and understand that those are skill sets as well. And there are a lot more, there are a lot more fathers out there that are a lot more skilled at being a father than I am. And I, I can admit that. Um, and so, yeah. so it's one of those things where it's like, I understand, I think it's, it's being able to have a realistic outlook on yourself and a realistic overview on yourself of what you are lacking in. And then understanding that you need to take action in order to actually fix that and actually improve that rather than just sitting back and being idle and being like, oh, well, it's just who I am, right? And so that's just the way that I, I view things as well. Dude, this I couldn't have said that any better. That was absolutely epic. And this is why we connected because we're of the same mindset. And I love this. It's literally, you, you have ingrained such a high level of fundamentals in your life that the things that you're strong at are, are really strong and keep you consistent. And then you look at those areas that you can improve or the quote unquote weaknesses and you say, oh, that's a challenge right there. I'm going to take that on. Whereas most people are like, oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to leave that over there because that makes me feel really uh, bad and like a, a child if I try to go play in the weaknesses, right? And I think that's where most people struggle is they don't look at those as areas of improvement. They look at those, those of areas as uh, of areas of shutting down. Because they're like, well, I'm just never going to be that. Like, I haven't started it now. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that. So I'm going to focus on the, the things that I'm already working on, that I'm already good at. And I love that you take that view. And then I love that you take that view a step further. And this is something for all men to really pay attention to, is that you look at that holistically and objectively in your life, which most people do not do in general. Like, Maybe some people, there's going to be a select few that are like, oh, yeah, Nick, I look at those weaknesses too in my profession, but they don't look at it holistically in life. And I think that to me is one of the most powerful things that you have said. And you've said a lot of powerful things already, but that right there, because you're a man of high integrity, you're like, okay, I, I'm a professional, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a bodybuilder. Now, how do I take that Thing that made me good at these and then also turn them into the man that I am, the father that I am, the husband that I am, because that's all areas of life that we can improve in. And I love that you have that humbleness to look at yourself and be like, yeah, man, there's people better than me at it. And there's areas I can improve. That's That was beautiful, bro. That literally just like that. That was amazing. I just want to like mic drop for everybody right there. Um, <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> but it's it, it's a great perspective to have. And I think a lot of people just shy away from it because of the fact that it does become scary. And it's like, yeah, you're going to feel like an infant again. You're going to be like, ah, you're going to be clumsy and learning again. That's the whole point. And that's how you get better. So I love that you mentioned that, bro. You know, it's that, it's that, it's that concept of the one thing that I always like to think about is, and it, it, maybe it's a sick and twisted way of me, me being, but um, I like to be consistently in discomfort and most people yes. don't like, I like to consistently, I like to always be that way because I feel like 
for me, when I feel comfortable, I feel complacent and I don't like that feeling. Mm. Um, and so it's one of those things where it's like, I am okay with being uncomfortable because I understand that that means I'm growing. That means that's a, that's a place where I can continue to grow. Uh, and that's what matters to me. I honestly don't know when people are going to finally have this, like the average person to have this get through their thick skull where it's like, hey, how many people that are elite and really good at what they do and living a life that you want to live, how many of them have to say, get comfortable in the discomfort? Like how many have to say this? Because it, it's, it's purely what it is. If, like if every day is comfortable for you, you're doing something wrong. I promise you. It is, you're not living your highest self. You're not living your highest purpose. I can guarantee you. But if you are uncomfortable every day, like that is where you're like, oh yeah, this is getting spicy. Like this, I know good things are happening, right? And I I love that you said that because it's just, I see guys like you and I'm like, you're a guy that most people are going to look up to, men and women, because of how you're living your life, what you're doing, how you're showing up. And you're like, no, no, no. Discomfort's like where I'm good at. Like discomfort is my comfort. (laughs) Right, exactly. Hey, everyone, want to take a quick second here and let you know about my new book, Design the Man Within. It is all about getting the everyday man the tools he needs to start becoming a better version of himself, but also becoming a man who loves himself and impacts the people around him positively. Go ahead to designthemanwithin.com and get your copy today. I am very proud of this book. And it was the book I needed years ago when I started my journey. And so I hope that it can be that door opening book for every man out there to start his own personal journey with tools and tips that I've used to help grow through some of the darkest times in my life to become somebody who looks at the man in the mirror and loves who he sees. So make sure you head over to designthemanwithin.com and get your copy today. Well, I want to take us on a journey for a second because I want, well, let's ask one more thing before we leave kind of this area of your life, which is, you know, what is one of the things, oh God, I have so much actually to ask. I want to ask a couple of things. All right. What is one of the things that people have, like that you hear a very big misconception about the bodybuilding way of life? Because I think you embody it better than a lot of people. And we'll dive into why I think that here in a second. But like, what is one of the biggest misconceptions you see with people around that bodybuilding way of life? There's, there's a lot, there's a lot there because there's lots on package here. Um, but I would say, I would say perception wise, the longer that I've been in bodybuilding, the more I realize it's not just about me. And I think that, you know, everybody looks at bodybuilding as a very egocentric, um, kind of sport, quote unquote. And, you know, the way that I look at it is, my body, the way that I do things, the way that I am as an individual, I feel like it's more of an aspect of I'm, you know, it's just like when I, when I came up, uh, in, uh, in bodybuilding as well, it's, it's the, the possibility or the ability to show people the possibility of what they can actually achieve if they put their mind to it. And so, you know, I think it's one of those things that people kind of underestimate what you are physically showing to other people. And what you are mentally helping them understand is possible. And you're a manifestation of what is possible literally in person, right? And so that is something that I think is misunderstood because everybody looks at it. For me, bodybuilding is a manifestation of my internal, external, 
right? And so I think a lot of people look at it as a very um, egocentric and it, and it can't, it's very egocentric. Don't get me wrong. It's very conceited. <laughs> um, but, but I think at the same time, as long as you have the correct intent behind it, it can also be something that's very empowering. And so that's kind of one thing that I would say about bodybuilding that is a misconception is that everybody believes that everybody that's in bodybuilding only cares about themselves and only gives two shits about themselves. And that's not always the case. You know, I've met a, a lot of very good hearted, good individuals that are in the bodybuilding industry that aren't only about themselves, that do actually care about others and that um, understand that they, the, the responsibility they have is very high for what they've, what they, what they have gained as far as influence from what they've created. And so that'd be kind of the way that I would look at it. A little bit different outlook, but yeah. No, I love that. I, I have a good friend. He's, he's, uh, one of the biggest bodybuilders for INBA PNBA, Philip Ricardo. And Philip yeah. and I were chatting a while back at the gym. And to your point, one of the things he and I really connected on was the fact that our bodies get to become our canvases, right? Like the power of our mind when it comes to bodybuilding, bodybuilding is just kind of like the modality in which we get to focus on to then utilize our, uh, utilize that goal, a show, right? for instance, as the precursor to just shaping everything about our bodies. And I love, I loved that perspective because that's, that's what you're getting at or what I feel you're getting. It's like this, this becomes a canvas for me that all starts up in here. And then it shows up in here what I'm capable of. Right. And, and I'm pointing to my head for people that are listening to audio. Um, but that's, it's really cool, bro. I love that. And very similar mindset to Philip uh, as well. He, he, believes in the same thing and, and very similar to you, just a good hearted human being too. Um, but that's cool. So the next question uh, I have, because I want this is going to lead us down to the, this next phase of your life that you're in now, which is, so if you guys see Nick, he is a monster. Uh, he's a massive human, but he's in great, like great shape, massive human. You can tell I watched him work out in Arizona. I was very jealous. And uh People are naturally going to look at you and be like, all right, meathead knuckle dragger, which is in a second, people are going to realize that that's the dumbest thing you can ever think about Nick. But was that like a challenge for you to dispel that when you got into bodybuilding and then you started to do all your education? Was that a challenge for you? Yes. And that's the reason why I've built the team of coaches underneath me, like the females on my team and stuff like that, because of the fact that I was like... Yeah, I don't know how many people are going to be listening to an individual that's, you know, bald head with a beard and weighs 250 plus uh, and uh, about, you know, about the menstrual cycle and about uh, hormonal fluctuations and about, uh, you know, making sure that we actually get gut health in, in line and, and things like that. You know, it, those are not things that majority of individuals that look the way I do will be speaking to you about. Most of the time, they're going to speak to you about PEDs. You know, that's that's <laughs> that's a stereotype that... That comes along with an individual with my size. And I, I understand that. And I, you know, again, I think that's be, being very consciously aware of your own self is understanding, again, that is a weakness on my end that I knew that people would actually have that perception of me. And so I brought other individuals around me that could kind of lighten the load, uh, per se, um, as far as what that perception would be. And 
you know, help under, understand that, you know, it gave me a platform to speak with other, other individuals and, and bring them up into, uh, into my circle to allow me to kind of present those ideas with an individual that quote unquote looks the part, right. And allows me to actually be able to have those conversations that will be acceptable because I'm able to actually, again, have a fluid intellectual conversation about these subjects. Uh, and so then, you know, if you didn't know my size, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think any, any different than what I'm telling you. And so that's really what it comes down to is, you know, I understood from a perception standpoint and that's business life in general. We're all, like, we are all conditioned to look at things and think right away, you know, the way that we're going to kind of judge things right out our gate. And so if I have that where, you know, I have my coach Jama sitting next to me and she's this 120 pound, you know, bikini girl sitting there talking with me, you know, it's an easier perception. It's an easier thing to have a conversation then. And, you know, then we can actually, I can actually allow people to kind of relate a little bit more to me and understand that, you know, much like uh, Jama refers to me, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like a big brother trying to look out for everybody. Right. And so yeah, yeah. that's really what it comes down to is is making it so that I have those op- open conversations with people so that they can understand like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, the external uh, outside of me. Yeah. I look like just a meathead and I get that. I'm okay with that. Um, sure. I've, yeah, yeah. I've, I'm actually proud of that. I've taken the years yeah. to build this. Right. <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, uh, you know, when you kind of step back and look at it, when I, when I can put out to people, Hey, listen, I've also got a bachelor's in science and biology pre-med. I was, I've, I've done, you know, many paths as far as education. I've done a functional health nutrition certification. I've done different other nutrition certifications. I've done multiple different uh, anatomy, physiology uh, certifications and, and kind of accomplished accomplishments too. So, you know, when we kind of got, go start going down the rabbit hole, then people are like, oh, okay, you actually are educated. You're not just a meathead. Okay, got it. And then we can kind of have those conversations a little bit further. So that's what, that's where I wanted to get, because that to me is like you, you, I can't say, obviously, I'm not in your world. I've experienced the bodybuilding world and I know quite a, a few people there, but I'm not like in it, in it like you are. And I would say that that's an anomaly. That's not a commonality when it comes to the background of most of the people there, correct? Not to sh- put them on blast, but that's probably not a commonality, yeah, yeah. right? You, you know, it's it's interesting. Your, your high-level elite guys, like the, the guys that are really high up there, a lot of them actually, especially the ones that are like from the United States, a lot of them actually were like D1 collegiate athletes. So a lot of them do have like an actual like college background, but majority of them are, are not a, they did not go the route that I went where it was like, okay, pre-med and biology and understanding anatomy and physiology and biochemistry and everything like that. So um, yes, I would say that in that aspect, I'm an anomaly because I enjoy science. I enjoy understanding the intricacies of how everything works. Whereas majority of individuals are not that way. They want to learn about the business side of things and learn how to make money and, and all of that. And that's just not, that's never been a motivator for me. Motivator for me is always knowledge and understanding. And those are things that I want to, to know. And so that's, I've always been very, very curious about, you know, the human body and why, why do things work? Why does this work this way? And um, how can I get whatever, uh, whatever ending goal via whatever input and what do I need to do in order to get there? Right. And so my brain has always been a very analytical brain and thinking about um, understanding more than anything. 
and trying to understand the world around me and trying to understand also the intricacies that are, that come along with the human body and, and how that actually works. And that that is what that again, like you like you said, it's a BS. It's not like you, you're not doing a bachelor's in in liberal arts. Like you have a BS in biology, like pre med. Like you you that is the difference to me. Like you actually went that route, and I don't see a lot of people doing that, which also shows the high level of dedication you have to growing, to challenging yourself with something that's not super simple, but you enjoy, right? And like, that to me is what's really cool, what, what sets you apart in this field. Um, and also, like I said, when people can talk to you, they're just like, like if, if someone's not looking at you right now and they're listening on audio, they, they, I mean, if I, we didn't tell them you were a bodybuilder, they'd be like, oh, this guy like knows his stuff about like working out and knows his stuff about like, like all that stuff. But they're gonna, not going to be like, oh, yeah, he's fucking jacked and just a massive human too. And so uh, I love that about you. I really do. I love that. And I love that you shed some light on that because it, it isn't, it's not the easiest path. You could have taken many other paths and you didn't. You challenge yourself for something that is, is going to actually benefit other people too, because that's the, the next thing I want to get into, which is your business, right? So you have supplements that I am, I am, ecstatic about. I love that you put these together. And I'm not just saying that. I honestly mean that because the fact that you took an actual like integrative health approach to these on how I feel internally, how it affects me internally, which is not something somebody from your background is going to probably do. They're going to be like, let me get some protein, a pre-workout, a post-workout, and then uh, a testosterone booster. That's going to be my supplement line, right? Like, that's not what you went. You did not go that route. So uh, talk a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to talk a little bit about this part of your business and why it's so important to you because you aren't just somebody who can help competitors. You're not somebody who can just have your coaches train people. You're actually somebody who looks out for their overall health too. So let's dive into that for a little bit here. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of want to backtrack real quick just to kind of give an idea of like what this looks like, right? So one thing that I will say is, you know, when I when I first started in the industry, I would say that I was much more of the con- like consistent bro style um, that a lot of people see, right? And I was still coming up in college and, and personal training people in person. You know, I was just like, get them in the gym and beat the fuck out of them. Like that's, that was my goal. Uh, and if you left the gym and you didn't feel like you wanted to either puke or crawl out of the gym, I didn't do my job. That was, that was me when I first started. Right. Sure. And not saying that, uh, not saying that that doesn't continue to happen with a lot of my, my bodybuilding clients, but, uh, not with everybody. And so anyways, when I went into this side of things, so one thing that people don't, know that I didn't really touch on either is that um, I've been in the supplement industry for a long time. 2014, I think is when I started. Um, I worked with three different supplement companies. I did. I was a, uh, a district manager for one of them and I was a, a store manager for another for multiple years and um, helped out with, with uh, franchise development and, and all sorts of stuff, right? So I was, I've, I've been in the supplement industry for a very long time and I've seen a lot of the supplements in uh, the industry as well. And like you said, majority of the time when a line comes out, it's a protein, it's a pre-workout, it's, it's, it's garbage. It's, it's stuff that people really like, I mean, protein, yes, but pre-workout, most people don't need testosterone boosters. Most of the time don't work because they're not formulated correctly. So, you know, there's just a lot of crap that's out there on the market. And when it came down to it, I kind of took a step back and, and, uh, you know, I've been working with competitors now since about 2011, 2012. And 
a few things that I started to notice that were issues that were not able to be overcome uh, when it came down to a lot of these individuals were, you know, we weren't getting good sleep. We weren't getting good stress control. We weren't getting good um, micronutrients, macronutrients, and also making sure, or sorry, I should say micronutrients, and then also making sure that we got like probiotics and, and gut health and all that in line as well. Uh, and then on top of that, just digestion was crap for majority of individuals that are bodybuilding as well. So, you know, I wanted to like look at that and go, okay, what are our baseline things that we can create that are also very, very efficaciously dosed and actually dosed correctly in order to actually give us the outputs that we're looking for in our clients? And selfishly, much like the way that I did the gyms and everything else, I wanted products that I knew would work, that I could get better results with my people, and therefore I created. And so, you know, it was the same concept that it comes to with pretty much every business that I do. I look at, I look at things and I go, okay, this is missing. These people are dicks. They're charging way too much for a product that isn't where it needs to be. And so I want to come into this and I want to make something better uh, that actually isn't concerned only about making money and actually is more concerned about actually giving results and the correct community in, in the gym sense, the correct community, the correct, correct environment in order to actually foster that so that people can actually get to where they want to get to. And so I took that same approach with the, with this uh, supplement line, which is why I put you know my training company on the label, VR Physiques, is because I believe in what we've created. And so you know I went the route of you know the first uh, the first few supplements that I put out were vitamin K uh, vitamin D three with K two, and that's because ninety percent of people are deficient in vitamin D three, and we you know we need that that K2 in order to actually help out with like absorption aspects and everything from that standpoint. And then, uh, and, and if you actually look at like the clinical data, uh, a lot of doctors will take a lot of your like functional health medicine doctors will actually taper it higher than 10,000 IUs a day. Um, I've seen it where they do 70, 90,000 IUs a day, which is crazy to me, but it, they do it. And as we've seen with other quote unquote communicable diseases that have been around, uh, vitamin D3 helps out with preventing this. So, yes, uh, and, or suppressing some of the, some, suppressing some of the aspects of it, right? So, yeah. uh, vitamin D3, K2 was one of the first ones. Um, outside of that, betaine, HCL, and pepsin. And that was just because, you know, a lot of bodybuilders are eating a lot of protein. And so in order to actually help out with digestion of protein, we can increase stomach acidity. We're also going to help out with that aspect of things, and then digestive enzymes. Um, and so I started to kind of really bring out things that made sense, uh, per the individual that I was working with. And then one thing that I noticed was in, in, in a prep, uh, in a contest prep, our entire goal is to stress the body to a point where it drops body fat, right? Like our goal is literally just like cause as much stress and as much stimulus to drop body fat while not destroying muscle tissue in the process because we worked really hard to build muscle tissue. So um, we need what are called adaptogens at that point in time. And so I created something that has a plethora of adaptogens in there called stress block. And so that has phosphatidylserine in there. That's got um, ashwagandha and actual ashwagandha that works in KSM 66 <laughs> rather than just ashwagandha. Um, and, and, a couple, and a couple other things that are in but, there. But they're all the uh, same, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, honestly, what, what irritates me the most is because I'm like, all right, you, you chose ashwagandha and ashwagandha KSM 66 is only maybe, maybe, maybe 10 cents to 15 cents more per product. And you chose the cheaper one because you wanted to make ten cents per product. I get it from a from a mass scale, but you're just a dick at that point in time. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, and that. then outside of that, 
you know, I ended up, I, I, I was like, okay, well, another issue that a lot of people have is they can't get to sleep. So how do we help out with getting to sleep? And that's where um, relaxed liposomal comes into play that actually has, you know, it has some liposomal characteristics to it, which basically just helps with transportation and allows it to go through the digestive system without completely getting broken down and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then also does help out with, um, it's got, you know, one thing that we added in there was a CBD isolate. So it doesn't have the, it's not the full spectrum. So it doesn't have the THC in there, but it does give you all the benefits of CBD. And then melatonin, a little bit of melatonin, not a lot. And then, um, you know, passion flower and a few other things to help kind of calm the body down, L-theanine and whatnot. So, um, and just kind of calm that brain down, right? And so there's a lot of like, again, intricacies of, of things of, of the reason why I made those. And then, you know, a greens product that actually has prebiotics and probiotics in it and actually has a little bit of glutamine in it, which has been shown to help out with sealing gut junctions and helping out with gut health and so on and so forth. Right. And so, you know, it's just, again, I wanted to create things that actually work and that are actually clinically dosed in order to actually help people um, and not be so concerned about the margin and what we're making, but more so concerned about the product that we're putting into people's hands and actually the results that they're going to get. And again, as I would hope people have taken away, I try to keep myself as um, high standard as possible on everything that I do in my life. And so I knew that this was going to be a direct reflection on myself. And I didn't want that to be something that wasn't um, to my standards. And so uh, that was one of the main reasons why we brought that line out and why I've used it. And I've used it with a ton of my competitors. And I, I've got a bunch of different coaches that use it with theirs. And the results have always been great. That's what I cared about. And that's all I've ever cared about. And, you know, that's been the name of the game since day one. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that is unique in and of itself, too, is that the fact that you're using, you're, you're creating an actual healthy lifestyle for these people while they're doing bodybuilding, which is not that, that to me is not the norm. That's not what people, like people put them on bro diets. They get them the results they're looking for, for the show, but they're not looking at the internal health. The fact that you even mentioned the gut microbiome, which my listeners know, cause I talk about it cause I'm big on the gut microbiome. Like when you know, when you talk about that, like that should cue people in, Oh, this dude's actually looking out for my health, like my real health, along with getting me the results I want to go compete. Um, or just to be where I want to be, right? So like, it's 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 so cool that you did that. I'm very very. I was so. I I will have to say I was a little shocked when I saw the supplements come in. I was like, oh, Nick, Nick's like actually doing real work with the, his style of coaching, and I love that you did that because of the fact that you created a supplement line that supports that integrative health, that internal health. Really cool, bro. I really appreciate that, man. There's so much we could talk about. I just like I love your brain. I love you as a human. This has been an amazing conversation. Um, so much more. Please go check out Nick everywhere that you can find him. Nick, um, we're going to cue everything in the show notes, but just let everybody know the best place to reach out to you, maybe to get a hold of you, and the best place to get part of your ecosystem, maybe even approach you about being their coach if people are looking at getting into that competitive space. Yeah, probably the easiest ways to reach out to me. Email nick at coachrhino.com if you guys wanted to reach out, ask questions. I'm always open open book. So I'm happy to answer any questions that you guys have. And then outside of that, uh, BR Physiques is the name of the Instagram. So that's my Instagram. I try to post up some stuff that's also funny, but also educational. Uh, and, uh, and try to give you guys as much insight into that as well. And you can always reach out to me on there as well. Yeah. And, and please check out his uh, product line. Uh, Rexius Nutrition, like make sure you guys are getting that because again, he is looking at integrative health. He's he know he has the background to understand this, and he's putting out good products to give that to you guys. 
Uh, really appreciate you, brother. I couldn't be a, more of a supporter of you or of your product line and how you are going about all this coaching space. So really, really appreciate that, brother. Of course. Shameless plug here. It's VH, VHIFit.com. And if you guys want a discount, it's Rhino10, just so you know. Oh, no, absolutely. No, no, no. Yeah, because I failed to mention this in the show, but we we mentioned it on the intro, which is that he is co-owner of VHI Supplements. So yeah, check that out. Go get it. It's Rhino10. Rhino 10 is the is the discount. And that the clinical line that we've been talking about is on there as well. So you guys can get a discount on that one. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna make sure we cue that in on the show notes as well and make sure everybody has access to that. So if you're listening and you didn't catch all this, make sure you check out the show notes. You'll get all this information and go get his supplements. Brother, I appreciate you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Your last question before I release you to the hot sun and the floor today is what does the art of masculinity mean to you? Mm. The art of masculinity means to me being the baddest motherfucker that you can while also taking care of those around you to the fullest extent. I love that. I love that. I think you embody that, bro. I think you embody (laughs) that. So I appreciate that. Well, brother, it's been a great time with you. A lot of fun. And to everybody listening... Just make sure you're always trying to become a higher caliber of yourself. So, all right, brother, appreciate you. And we will talk soon. 